0: This is a test. The New World Order is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. If this had been an actual emergency, the signal you just heard would have been followed by the phrase... (laughs) gentlemen and knights of the nerd world order this is the nerd world order broadcast i am the man that you call dukes and to my right here comes the booyah
1: so boy joe was good
0: welcome back to this episode of the nerd world order broadcast we have a lot of things to discuss it's been a very exciting time in the world of nerds Everybody's excited about the Mandalorian. We have Wonder Woman coming out on December 25th. Merry Christmas to the nerd community! There's just so much going on. Let's get started. Joe, what have you been up to lately? Just
1: been working, as you know. Like uh, for the for everybody that doesn't know that hasn't been listening to the podcast, uh, I work for UPS. so I've just been really busy with work. You know, trying to fill orders. You know, everybody's online. Black Fridays are online now, so I mean, Cyber Monday, so just get ready for that, just been working a lot, watching, you know, Mandalorian, of course, and some anime How about you?
0: Well, okay, first of all, Joe said, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, welcome, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, and I'm going to ask you, where the hell have you been? Um, Me and Joe have been doing this for about a year now uh, we're really excited about the Nerd World Order community. Uh, we're really excited to bring this broadcast to you because it becomes, in a lot of ways, the voice of the Nerd World Order. And I'm going to put Joe on the spot before we get to what I've been doing, okay? Because Joe's just a little bit hella modest. Joe's blowing up on TikTok. <laughs> also, right now is Joe's recording. He is brushing his badass beard. Uh, so, Joe, what? tell me about TikTok, bro. How would you get started with TikTok? What's going on with TikTok? What's your goal? What do you
1: do? Uh, TikTok, it, it, for me, it's just all about fun. It's, uh, it's a different type of community, of course. Like if you have an outlet for, I like to lip sync. So you can lip sync songs because not everybody has a beautiful voice like Alan Dukes. If you haven't ever heard him sing, he's a pretty good singer. But not everybody can sing like that. So therefore you do what I do and channel my inner Asian and not butcher songs and just uh, lip sync them songs. You know what I'm saying? You could do comedy skits. You know what I mean? For me, it's a good outlet. You know, like, Alan, we both are similar. To, we at times have anxiety. and Sometimes we do have panic panic attacks. So we all have our different ways we can channel through that. With me, it's always cracking jokes and trying to make people laugh. That's how I, I, I channel it with myself. And TikTok's a good outlet for me to do that. You know? So, you know, it's, I just have a lot of fun with it.
0: How do people find you on TikTok, Joe? Because I, I don't have TikTok. How do people find you?
1: <laughs> well, it depends. You know, some people don't like it because they feel like they're getting scammed. But I feel like if the government's going to come after you, I'm a nobody. So they can come after me all they want because I ain't got nothing behind me. But it is J-O-E-T-O-W-A-I 23.
0: So you just go on TikTok and you type in that and bam, yep. there's Joe. Just yeah, listen. There in. it is. It I actually, it. Sometimes Joe sends me some of his stuff. It's, it's hella funny. If you're on TikTok, check out check out Joe, Joe JoeTawai23, and you'll see him there. Now, let's talk about this beard, Joe.
1: Yeah. Beard I'm try- you talking about. <laughs> you know, like, so, like, as people know, like, for, like, over 100 years, dude, UPS would not let you have facial hair other than a mustache. And trust me, mustache did not look good on me. So you always had a, sh- you know, you always had a shave, couldn't have any facial hair, sure. unless you had a doctor's note. Finally, finally, UPS has come around, and embrace the diversity between people's cultures so now you can have a fro which everybody knows i can't grow hair on the top of my head so that's a no-no you could also have braids again i cannot have braids because i cannot grow hair on top of my head right and you can have facial hair which is the beard is coming chance i see you i am coming for you because your beard is off the hook all you hear is dial tone and i'm coming for you bro It's time
0: for a beard off in the NWO. Uh, Yeah. I see that beard come. Yeah.
1: What you said is like 50% downloading chance. 50%.
0: (laughs) So I have been up to my Wednesdays are all about pro wrestling. i look at it like this. I stopped watching WWE a long time ago. I don't know who any of the WWE wrestlers are right now. I'm watching AEW wrestling. Off and tell Joe, bro, you got to check this out. And Joe's like, I watch no wrestling. AUW is just fun, bro. It's unpredictable. It has second generation wrestlers. They give indie wrestlers an opportunity. And the storylines, they're pretty good. Like sometimes the storylines, I'm going to put this out there, okay? I'm going to say uh, Cody Rhodes. I'm going to say uh, The Elite. I'm going to say whoever's involved in the writing, get some good writing for the female wrestling staff of AEW, the female wrestlers have some trash stories now the men's stories they're very short they're very encapsulated they're very good through the wrestling will just blow your mind the fact that they have so many second third generation wrestlers who basically went to the wwe and left that's cool you know the thing the thing i like about aew is this for forever when we were growing up as a kid we had WWE, then we had WCW come up for a little bit. Uh, we had ECW, and then everything started to fail. Wrestlers were overpaid, and it went back to one huge single organization of WWE. And based on what I've heard, uh, listening to interviews from the wrestlers, because the WWE had a monopoly, Uh, The wrestlers just weren't treated that well. And I feel like there was no creativity in wrestling, which is why I stopped watching. It just got boring. It got stupid. And AEW has given a new opportunity for wrestling to have a rebirth. And my bro, I'm not a Sting fan, but the way Sting came back last week, I was like, dude, it felt like when Sting came out. Remember when Sting came out looking like the crow in WCW? And
1: looking like the crow again?
0: Bro, he came out looking like the crow, but it was sick, bro. It was sick the way they did it. Because they had been saying, winter is coming. And I'm like, dude, this ain't Game of Thrones. You can't say winter is coming. And the last episode of Game of Thrones was hot garbage, right? But the way when Sting came out, it was snowing, bro. It was snowing inside the center. And he came out. Oh, dude. Everyone said they got chills, bro. Not just because it was snowing, but because, dude, Sting, dude, it was... It was the dude. It was fire, man. So I'm enjoying AEW right now, and you know if you're not watching it, I just encourage you to watch it because they're just doing creative stuff. They're bringing up younger wrestlers, and I feel like as dads, I I kind of I relate to it because I feel like right now we're looking at our sons, right? We're looking at them like we know all the stupid crap we did, we know all the mistakes we made, and the best thing we can give you is advice on how to do it right, so you don't have to struggle like we struggled. And I feel like that's the thing about AEW is you have like the old generation wrestlers that came before we started watching. You have the new like the generation that was popular, but left WWE and those two groups are training the new wrestlers on how to make a legacy. And They're saying you don't have to follow this WWE cookie cutter method, you can do yourself and still be successful. So, you know, as a dad and as someone who looks to mentor people, I, I'm just loving AEW, bro. So, mm-hmm. give it a chance. Yeah, I'll
1: try, but hey, he's never been in WWE or WWE. I'm not mistaken, right? He, no, he did
0: he, he, did he, he was, I
1: can't remember, if I, I, he I, did I watch. It.
0: He did. he was he a was
1: big a, dude against WWE.
0: Uh, yeah, he went to WWE for a while, and then he got hurt, and that was that. So, yeah, he was in it for a while, and then he was back. Uh, of course, you know me. Huh? How, how old did
1: he look, bro? What was it makeup I
0: did? Dude, the makeup, they put that makeup on thick, bro. And it looked like he got those those implants, you know, for his hair. Because, you know, I was checking the hairline. I was like, oh. Because, you know, wrestlers, wrestlers go bald pretty early, bro, from all the steroids and taking all those bumps. Yeah, my boy's hairline was on point. So, and he had the makeup, like, up to his hairline. So, he looked pretty young, bro. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I think the reason why, like, uh, to your point, WCW and WF was so good because they had that competitive rivalry. Yeah. Usually when you're on top, you don't care about no more. You don't care about, like, you know, the content. They just, You just put out whatever because it, in your mind, you think you're going to get the views. Yeah. So I think that has something to do with it. As far yeah. as women's storylines, bro, it's always been like that. I mean, WWF didn't even have, or WWE. It's always going to be WWF, bro. Just like Kill Street's always going to be South Coast Highway, bro. But, right. Yeah. They've never, ever had good storylines, dude. And I think that's a shame, dude, because, you know, because women are badass, bro. They need to have good storylines, man.
0: I agree. Uh, yeah, I just hope they, they get it together because they do have a lot of talented wrestlers. And uh, AEW is doing an interesting thing where they're cross-promoting with, like, Impact Wrestling, New Japan. Uh, so they're not limiting themselves. And they're bringing in a lot of female wrestlers from other organizations. And if you have an unlimited opportunity... Bring in women from across every organization. Let's have a good storyline, you know. And right now, the women's storylines are just trash. They start them for two weeks. They realize they're not going anywhere. They drop them, you know. So,
1: uh, yeah, I think I, I think I did check out it one time. when You told me, and they didn't. Oh, of course, you know the whole COVID nineteen. There yeah. was like nobody in there, and it was just. It doesn't sound good. When they're just talking across from each other and you don't hear the crowd, it just yeah. seems weird. And I, I got turned off by that because I'm like, ah, you know. Nah.
0: It was it was like that for a while. What they did recently, everybody, uh, Joe and I are doing this video, and and he is brushing his beard again. Uh, so what they did is now they bring in uh, social distance groups as far as like you know fans are in the audience okay. now, and also they have wrestlers who are together but they're COVID tested like every day. So it's a lot more crowded than it was those first couple of weeks, you know, just like everyone else wrestling organizations were Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to make it work. And I feel like between Cody Rhodes and the young bucks and the elite and Tony Khan, who's the owner of, um, AEW as well as I believe the Baltimore Ravens as well. And I think they're Mm -hmm. really making it like exciting given all the limitations they have, you know,
1: or they could do like what the NBA does is just set up monitors yeah. and have fans watch it and then put in the fake sounds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would be cool with it except for the fake sounds because I was watching some Lucha Libre and they were yeah. piping in fake sounds. And I was like, dude, this is awful.
1: I you can't. know, in the playoffs when, when I was watching it, I didn't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. You watch it over and over again. I didn't mind it. Oh, you almost forgot that they were fake. You know, until yeah. you saw like the, you know, like, oh, this person's on TV or like the monitor. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's cool.
0: Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I've been reading comic books. You know, I'm always about the comic books. Uh, Mortal Hulk, always going to be my favorite. I've been watching a lot of movies, bro. Uh, I've watched the new Melissa McCarthy movie. You know, I love me some Melissa McCarthy. I say um, Melissa. I don't know who that is. Uh, let's see here. If you If you make a list of all the greatest actresses, that have come out in the past 10, 15 years. She's, uh, she's like at the number one spot. Uh, if you ask yourself who's probably the funniest female in Hollywood right now, Melissa McCarthy is in the number one spot. So I, yeah. I... <laughs> I <don't laughs> her that might <laughs> – Her last movie, bro, <laughs> it was on HBO Max, and we'll talk HBO Max in a little bit, man. Yeah. But, oh, it, uh, man. I would, have, I would have probably subscribed to HBO Max to see this movie because I love me some Melissa McCarthy movies. Ooh, dude, I need to do a review on it, okay? But I'm going to have to put the nerd flags away for this. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot trash, bro. That's all I can say. Now, I've been watching a lot of movies. Fat Man, bro. The name, I was like, eh, sounds dumb, right? Fat bro? Man? batman find it okay? okay i'm also gonna have to do do a review on that one so dope mel gibson mm. now granted i don't like mel gibson because he ran his mouth use yep. terminology yeah. I'm, I'm not too yep. fond of but the movie okay it was dude it was good man you gotta watch fat uh, man yeah i don't know what service it's on i don't know how you can find it but <laughs> it's worth watching bro definitely Uh speaking of streaming Oh you know what else I've been doing traveling a lot Forgot traveling uh with the duchess And yeah you went to How would you go like
1: Jeremiah park or something like that
0: Yeah yeah I um I recently went out there to the desert Had a good time uh Joshua tree There we go yeah 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 it was pretty cool bro it was pretty cool Just to get out in nature I love climbing rocks but it's like I um, don't bring the proper shoes to, like, really get into it. So I just yeah. find, like, the little rocks. I like mm-hmm. to find rocks where you climb them and you look like you're up hella high. But yeah. it's, like, it's like six feet high. So bro, You can't
1: be rolling up there in your Air Force Ones, man.
0: <laughs> and I was, bro. I have my Air Force <laughs> Ones on. So <laughs> you understand. Yeah, I do. So that was great. Just been traveling. Have a few more uh, travels planned for Next year, the end of this year, we're heading out to Palm Springs. And I've been doing a lot of work on shirt designs. I'm like really excited about that just because, you know, I've been lagging for a little bit on the shirt designs. And where can we get those?
1: Where can we get those shirts?
0: Shirts. Let's see. You can actually go to www.iamnwo.com, pick up the shirts, the hats, the keys, the keychains, the stickers, all of that stuff. So yeah that's where you can go to find the shirts nice uh yeah i'm just i'm really excited by the shirts that i'm coming out with there's one design that i'm working on you're gonna be hype bro i guarantee mm-hmm. when i found the design i thought of you it's not a ninja design but I guarantee, <laughs> nice. bro you're gonna be so excited when you see it man like i'm i'm trying to make it with you in mind mm-hmm. uh but it, you're going to be really excited when you see. It. You're going to be like, "Well, how'd you do that?" I'm going to be like, "Bro, because I've been trying to expand, <laughs> been trying to expand my repertoire, bro." You're going to hey, like bro, it, you it,
1: Yeah, you, you, you've been putting out some good shirts, man. Thanks, bro. There's there's a there's a few that I like the newer ones. I liked it. Nice. I liked the Batman one too.
0: Nice, thanks. I have to give yeah. a shout out to Wes, uh, admin over at the NWO. He actually helped me out with that one a little bit. So cool. thank you, Wes, for helping me out with that design. Um, Yeah, so that's what I have been up to. And believe it or not, we've been talking for a long time about what we've been up to. One of the things you mentioned was the Mandalorian, bro. I am going to admit my ignorance. I'm going to hop on your coattails and let (laughs) you carry us through talking about the Mandalorian. Uh, I remember you have been hyping Ahsoka. I was like, I don't know who Ahsoka is. I don't know how to spell Ahsoka. Didn't know anything (laughs) about Ahsoka, bro uh and all i knew was you told me that ahsoka was just a dope-ass character and obviously the past couple of episodes she got debuted they just did some other stuff bro i'm just turning it over to you because i'm just talking i'm just rambling it's a, i'm hyped on the mandalorian now um, yeah. but you're the expert so take it away <laughs> my brother
1: i'm not so much of an expert more like a fan i do enjoy it but yeah like uh well, what did you think about ahsoka then we'll start there
0: Honestly, as a character, I didn't like her. Here comes some spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I was like, okay, so your master turned to the dark side, right? Right. So you encounter this child that's been trained clearly by a series of Jedis, not one. They saw potential in him, but... Because this child is struggling, and I get it, like it's it's more complicated than that because that's sort of like her her character's internal like her character's internal struggle. Like, damn, mm-hmm. my master turned to the dark side. I see the same sort of characteristics in this child. I don't want to go through that again. But I felt like Ahsoka should have looked at this kid and been like, hey, this kid has a potential to turn to the dark side therefore i should train him now so he doesn't go that way yeah she got down with the sword fighting and all that you know but as a character i was like how are you gonna leave little baby goku just like you know up there like w- without a jedi to learn from and train that's what i yeah. Thought of
1: her. yeah you know again like you you have to watch the end of you know season of the clone wars Well, actually, the whole Clone Wars in general and then part of Rebel is just to get a more feel for Ahsoka. The average fan that has seen those will get more of, like, an understanding of where she's coming from and why she did that. But, of course, it's like, of course everybody wants to see her train baby Goku, right? But that's not going to happen, right? Because they're going to bring in somebody else. And what's good about that is uh, they're bringing in people like, so, like, We'll talk about, like, uh, we'll talk about your boy, too, John Ferrari. Favreau. Favreau, right? Yeah. Um, with him and Dave Filoni, they're going to go somewhere with it. So that, you know, like, I know everybody wanted to do that. But they're going to be, like, a side – they're, they're, they're going to do, like, a side spin off of Ahsoka series. So mm-hmm. you really can't – you really can't put Baby Yoda because if you train, then it takes away from that series because you're branching off to do something with that as well as Baby Yoda and – He's always going to be Baby Yoda. Just like Hill Street, South Coast Highway, WWF, yeah. WWE, he's going to be Baby Yoda. So I they are got to do something with, with Mando. But like I said, like I've told you before, like you, if you watch the Rebels in Clone Wars, you will have a better feel of who Ahsoka is and why so many people like, like Ahsoka.
0: So educate me for a moment. Mm. I watched season one of The Clone Wars. Ahsoka was in that. Yeah, with Anakin. And clearly the Ahsoka that I saw in season 1 of Clone Wars must have a huge character transformation because mm. all you everybody's like hyped up like oh my gosh, mm. Ahsoka so cool. Did a lot happen between what I saw in season 1 of Clone Wars through what I saw a couple of episodes ago in The Mandalorian to make people love her so much? Yep,
1: a lot, a lot. You just got to, you just got to, you just got to, like, binge it, bro. A lot has happened. Everybody loves her. Fuck, I love her. I love her a long time. So that's one of my favorite characters. Okay. You just have to give it time, just like you tell me to give AEW time. Like, I can sit there and be like, ah... Cody Rhodes, I didn't like him in the WWE, but you say he's dope in AEW. Maybe I need to watch the whole story to understand why he's good and why you think you like him.
0: I can understand that. My only challenge is there's like what A 16, lot. 16, A 16 lot. seasons, A lot. bro. Yeah, got pulled up Disney.
1: Yeah, well, like I told you, dude, and people probably be like, "What are you doing, dude?" Just watch the last season of Clone Wars and then watch the Rebels, man. And then, and then you'll you'll have like a a, a good understanding. I'll do that, like, like the, the, the last season of Clone Wars, just for my, just my, this is my personal opinion. That last season of Clone Wars was better than any of the Star Wars movies that they came out with. For me,
0: a so. question regarding Clone Wars. So, with Clone Wars, did they stop? Like, did they hit? all the seasons but then someone came back and said hey we don't like how this ended so we're going to create one final season to wrap everything up
1: no i think it was like i don't know the gist of that but i think like either they stopped production they ran out of money i'm not quite sure but they brought that last season to finish it okay it was, okay. It was never finished okay cool but when they and finished that was it, like yeah that was good
0: do you think that when they created that last season of Clone Wars, they already had the Mandalorian in mind, so they knew that they were going to tie the two together? Well, I think like
1: like everybody everybody wants to give John like the the he's good man. Don't get me wrong. The props of bringing Star Wars back, but behind the scenes, you have Dave Filoni, and he's the guy that connects everything with that with John Ferrara. Like okay, mm-hmm. I know I'm butchering his name, but he's Favreau, but he's the connection with it. Like I was talking to Chance the other like the other day. Like, even though Michael Jordan is the best, he couldn't have won his championship without Scottie Pippen. So people forget about Scottie Pippen because Michael Jordan is the one that took him there. Just like John directed Favreau. Iron Man, right? You remember him from Iron? You know, people don't even remember he was in Iron Man, bro, directing it, right? Because you, Robert Downey Jr. So does that make Robert Downey Jr. Really, Iron Man, or did John bring out the best in Robert De Niro to be the Iron Man? I see your point. It's so that's, that, that's the point I was trying to explain. Like, what chance, anyways?
0: I, I see your point, and I agree with it because I think it's sort of like if we go with your basketball analogy, a player can be good, but it requires the right combination in order to get them to that point where they're in championship contention. And I feel like looking at Jon Favreau, my question is when did Jon Favreau become the director or producer that was sort of like championship level? Because, okay, here are the movies he's made, right? And you tell me when you're like, oh my God, that's my jam. Uh, I I love that movie, right? He made Elf. Okay, in two thousand three, Elf was cool, but ah, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't all that. Zathura, okay, Zathura was the space version of Jumanji. It was just a Jumanji ripoff, Jumanji in space. Okay, I he, know gave he a, did that. Yeah, right. <laughs> he then did Iron Man and Iron Man Two. Um, do you remember Cowboys and Aliens? Mm-hmm. He did that. That movie was hot garbage. Okay, I tried to pretend it was good, but it wasn't that good. Then he directed a few TV shows. He actually did the first episode of Jimmy Kimmel Live. He did the first episode of The Office. Um, he, he then directed The Jungle Book. He uh, directed the first episode of um, Sheldon, that horrible TV show. Uh, he directed the first episode of Orville. Um, he directed The Lion King. Okay, I'm sorry, he produced The Lion King. He was a producer in The Lion King. And then, obviously, he starts getting into, like, The Mandalorian. So to your point, it's not like you're like, oh, man, that John Favreau, he's like a modern-day Steven Spielberg, you know? Um, it's like the, the correct recipe has to be there in order for him to give us something like The Mandalorian, which I wouldn't consider myself to be a, ho- a huge Star Wars fan. Right. But I can also say I am ready to watch the Mandalorian first thing Thursday morning, or I right. guess that's Friday morning, technically. But, you know, first thing Friday morning, I'm ready mm. to watch it. So, so yeah, I mean, Fabro's good. But to your point, uh, Filoni also, you know, I feel like he started it with Clone Wars, with Rebels, mm. and it took Fabro to come in and create that recipe. And that's right. why right now everybody loves Star Wars.
1: Dude, I didn't even know he made a lot, a lot of those movies, bro. <laughs> right. I'm like, damn, he did that. He did that. Wow, he did that. Right. But you know, like if you if you if you do like your research, you don't have to quote me on it, but they wanted to make a bubble fed TV series, right? Yeah. So so when John went in there with Catherine, basically with Dave Filoni, and they just said, This is my idea. They didn't want to do Bubble Fed, they wanted to do a bounty hunter a mandalorian series where he's like a western type atmosphere which they have captured right mm-hmm. you know and that's what they did now if you know and a lot of people like yeah they have the series on there but you they also have a behind the series like after the first season before the second season came out they had a, a behind the series where they talked about each director that did each episode and right. if you look sitting next to him is dave filoni who has a lot of influence within the Star Wars universe. And the biggest fact, too, is John's a huge Star Wars fan, right? Nice. And so because with him being a huge Star Wars fan, as well as Dave Filoni, right, they could come up with their own true version of how they see, as us fans, how Star Wars should go, right? Yeah. And so that's why there's that big talk of those two taking over the Star Wars universe. So it's not just John taking over, the, it's both of those guys. And, yeah. and Dave was... Founded by George Lucas, right, to kind mm-hmm. of be like his predecessor, right, mm-hmm. and so like the Mandalorian, what makes it good too is the input from Dave as well as George Lucas. So mm-hmm. I'm not taking any little anything away from John. Without without John, who knows there might not be a Mandalorian, right? Yeah. But because he's so big in the industry as far as like being in the Marvel Universe doing Iron Man, he kind of has more of a voice of Dave, than Dave Filoni, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about it in Hollywood, even though Dave Filoni is like so huge in the Star Wars universe, a true Star Wars fan would know who Dave Filoni is more than John would if Mandalorian wasn't out. But everybody knows John through Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, with those two at the helm, that's why you have Bo Katan, which is the bounty hunter from Rebels, which is why you have Grand Uncle Thon, which Dave brought in from the Rebels, right? And then you're also going to have like they're, they're working on making video games. So there's like a bunch of video games like the Star Wars. I, I never really got into the Star Wars games, but there's certain Jedi's within that. They created a game that isn't canon yet that survive Order 66, which in the future, that's what they're aiming for, to bring the people that actually the Jedi's that actually survived Order 66, whether through video games or books to make them canon, because Grand Emile Thon was more so in books. So, like, before they came out with 7, 8, and 9, I was reading the books. And those books were good. And Grandma Hawthorne was in there. You know, like, totally different story, right? But he was the main antagonist in that movie or in the books. And so now in Rebels, they brought him to life. Dave Filoni brought him to life and made him canon, right? And so, Ahsoka is Dave Filoni's baby. That's someone that him and George Lucas created. Mm -hmm. And so, with the help of John, he's able to get get his version of how he sees Star Wars, as well as John's version, and with the help of George Lucas, because Disney kind of like really messed up Star Wars, and, and they're saying Kathleen is a big reason why it, it's so bad, right? Because it's more focused on the money, and and, and it with Star Wars, fans, it, it's hard to make Star Wars fans happy, man. It's always it's always something. It is, you know, and like even though I dislike the Clone Wars, you know, the the movie, the the, the, the prequel trilogy, I, right. I dislike them. I have my favorites, like I like Darth Maul, you know what I mean? Like I have my favorites throughout the movie, even though I disliked it and didn't like it as much as I did. But, you know, interpretation to everyone's different opinion of like how what they what their favorite is, right? I'm not knocking that. I'm just glad that they're able to make as much content because I never thought I'd get this far to have this much content, right? So now they're talking about, you know, Mandalorian going, they're, they're filming the third season and fourth season together. So like, wow. it's, already, it's already approved those, those seasons, right? And so that that just lets you know how much of an impact *Mandalorian* is, right? Which they can branch off. Now they're going to do an *Ahsoka* series, right? Which what they brought into the picture—spoiler alert, which Alan said already—Ahsoka uh, is finding Grand Mothon, right? And and um, which brings the question, like at the end of *Rebels*, there's like a whole—they're going to connect everything with *Rebels*. She leaves with the, with Wyn, who's another Mandalorian bounty hunter to go find Urza, who's a Jedi that survived Order 66. When he took off with Grand Moff Thon, so now the question is, she's asking, "Where's Grand Thon? Where's Ursa, the Jedi? Is baby Yoda gonna meet Ursa? You know, like because So there's like a bunch of different questions that you don't know, which is the exciting part. But just the fact that Dave Filoni is with John creating that contact—I mean, my guy brought back Ahsoka, which I'm, I'm I'm really happy with. I'm gonna be even more happy if they bring back Ursa Miller. So it's like it's like a big old deal, and and it's really taking me back to where I. As a kid, I loved Star Wars so much. Mandalorian is bringing me, having that feeling where, like you said, I can't wait for the next episode, right? And the last one with Boba Fett, bro, they've been hinting at that. like. And who was saying that he, Dave Filoni has always said, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then, bam, right? And, and then, bam, what'd you get? You get Boba Fett, right? And it's, dude, it's awesome, dude. And, like, you know, it. Like Dave Callens, you remember? Like he was like, I remember he posted. Shout out to Dave Callens. He was like, "Oh, I didn't enjoy that episode that much." It's, oh no, it wasn't, it wasn't Dave Callens, was it? It was um, it was uh, Alex. Alex, the Alex Alex, the yeah. Alex. He didn't enjoy it, but you know, like which I, I I respect his opinion, but bro, Bubble Fett was supposed to be the baddest bounty hunter on the planet. You didn't see him do anything, bro. You see him flying Luke, and Luke said, blah, and then he. Died, right? In that one 30-minute yes. episode, bro, like, you saw him, you're like, dude, this dude is badass, right? In that 30 minutes, I mean, dude, he had rockets coming out of his knees. I mean, dude, you finally get to see that rocket launch from his... You know, it's like, dude, come on, bro. Like,
0: yes.
1: And Robert Rodriguez, shout out to him, bro. He directed that episode. And, you know, they were saying only he could do that in 30 minutes, right? That type of style of fighting and stuff like that with the low budget, that's the guy to do it. You know, so it's... Yeah. I'm looking forward to you know. I enjoy that episode a lot because I'm like, you know, I, I was th- as a kid, I always thought Bubble Fett was dope, you know. And then like you see him to the Jedi, you're like, I thought he was supposed to be dope. I mean, I'm granted he's fighting the Jedi, but I thought he was supposed to be doper yeah. than that, right? Yeah. And so like now it's like, how did he survive? So it's like a big old. It's dope, and he's supposed to ho- hopefully have his own series too. So it's like you know, it's kind of cool the direction they're doing because they're trying to do like the, you know, the whole Marvel where they're creating. Characters and different series, and it all connects. And it seems that's what they're trying to do with uh, Disney. Disney Plus is create all these different series. So when they do make new movies, all that's going to connect, and those characters are going to see Which I think is a brilliant idea. And and, w- and the reason why DC isn't successful, in my opinion.
0: And that's why we're here, everybody. Is because when Joe gets hyped and he gets going, pull out your pad, pull out your piece of paper, pull out your pencil. He's about <laughs> to drop some knowledge. Dude, you get me hyped up about stuff I don't even know about. I was like, "Bring in Ursa Minor." I don't even know who that is, bro. <laughs> I was like, "Bring uh, in Ursa Dude, yeah. I've only heard of Admiral Thon and I'm just yeah. like, "Dude, I want to see Admiral Thon now." I yeah. I bro. the end of the end of go, what's up? What's up, bro?
1: I tell people all the time like, you know, when I'm at work or just anything in general like, and you and you think the same way. Like, I tell people they think one or two moves ahead and oh. I think I think 9 to 10. So yeah. in a conversation, no matter what it is, I can lead that conversation to where I want it to go right. in a faster time, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm always strategic like that. And Grand M. Othaw, my guy, is that guy. Wow. That guy, he strategically thinks, and he's very intellectual. He's like, his his racist. He's a smart dude, and he can calculate everything. Like in the books that I have read, they said if he was there at the time when the Rebels snuck on, you know, like in Return of the Jedi he wouldn't have let that happen because he's
0: that smart. Wow. Looking forward to it, man. That last episode had me on the edge of my seat. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. Mandalorian, man, you have given me a completely in-depth understanding of what I've been watching. And it just makes me want to watch more. Uh, there is one star Wars comic book that I read called Dr. Afra. I don't know if she is part of the rebels, uh, uh, rebels and uh clone wars universe but that has been my extent of star wars for the past couple of years is just reading that comic book but now you know you're just talking about it i want to watch clone wars i i want to watch rebels so i can fully understand what's going on with the mandalorian
1: yeah you know, you're know, like that at the end of season seven when you watch it like it puts that much of more of an impact of war 66
0: Awesome. Then I will definitely check that out. So let's talk about your favorite subject. Uh, (laughs) Let's call it the future of movies as a whole. Specifically, the big hype that was announced recently is your gal, Gal Gadot, is going to be coming to HBO Max and theaters simultaneously on December 25th Wonder Woman 84 will be released on HBO Max and also in cinemas. Now, that was a big deal in itself, but HBO Max has also announced, along with Warner Brothers, that they're going to release every movie simultaneously in theaters and also on HBO Max over the next year of 2021. So uh, let's just start off talking about... Wonder Woman 84. What do you think about that being released on Christmas Day, HBO Max?
1: I love you, Gal Gadot. That's all. She, she's probably <laughs> listening right now, you know. Her and Rosario uh, Dawson are probably going. Uh, oh, hey, to go on, my. Like, I, I, I love Rosario Dawson, too. I, I think she's perfect for Ahsoka. That's just my opinion. I've always loved her stuff, so, I mean. You know what, to be honest, I just like women that can just kick ass, bro. You know what I mean? To me, I just love women that kick ass. I'd rather see a woman for 90 minutes kick ass than a guy, to be honest. That's just my opinion.
0: I agree. I have to agree with that 100%. I think, like, all of our action stars have been men, but all of the best action heroes have been female characters.
1: Yeah. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, let's talk about hbo max and warner brothers and what they're giving us okay i'm just gonna run through the ones that i actually care about mortal Kombat is being released on january 15th uh godzilla versus king kong is going to be released on may 21st uh the conjuring the devil made me do it i don't think i ever saw a single conjuring movie but i might you know for this one um it's going to be released on june 4th space jam a new legacy uh which is a horrible name for a for a sequel it's like the yeah. sequel, a new legacy. Yeah, that's why it's the
1: sequel. I think of like, did LeBron have anything to do with that name, dude? Because you know, like he's uh, that's his argument. Legacies. He's talking about the difference between him and Jordan is his legacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, come on, LeBron. You but can't I can't die. be mad at him. I can't be mad at him, bro. He brought my Lakers another championship, so I can't be mad at him. Okay,
0: uh, he'll get that pass, but he gets no pass for that name. And I hope he (laughs) can. Okay. (laughs) Suicide Squad (laughs) is going to be released on August 6th, HBO Max, as well as in theaters. Dune, which I don't really care much about, but a lot of my fellow nerds do, October 1st. And then December 22nd, I'm going to be glued to the TV. I remember back in the 90s, I saw the first one in the movie theater like 25 times and paid for it each time. I remember staying up to see the sequel um, in the movie theaters, just so I could be like first in line for the sequel release, The Matrix twenty, The Matrix Four, December twenty second. Uh, there's a lot of other movies on there, but we don't really care about those. What do you think about that lineup uh, coming to streaming services?
1: Is that Matrix in twenty twenty one December? Yeah. You know, like, some of the ones, like, I don't care too much for NBA or the... the the Space Jam. Space Jam. Right. I I don't really care too much for that. But, you know, like, here's my thought, like, on that whole streaming service, right? Is when we do get a vaccine, do you think there's going to continue to do that? And my answer is this. So let's just say, because I remember you and Rashawn had, we could watch any movie you want, like anytime you want, right? And if you buy that pass, you're kind of like, it's almost like an arrow pass to like Disneyland. The more you go, you're going to end up taking money from them, you know? Yes. And and they're trying to make their money through like, you know, like popcorn, nachos, whatever you get there. If you look at like when Mulan came out, when Disney, it was like 1999, bro. Agreed. 1999. Now, granted, you'd be like, yo, you want to come to my pad? Dude, I'm buying Mulan, dude. Like, 30 people can sit in your house, and you can sit there and and watch it and maybe get something else. But if you just want it for your families, like, 1999 times how many people? Right? And some people are just lazy. You know me and You can get lazy at times. You know, like, I'd rather just watch it at home. But the whole, like, the reason why I would rather go to the movies, and I'll just say it, is Avengers. You know, when you had that scene when, like, Captain America picked up the hammer. You know what I mean? Just like, and then, boom um, if Western Peace, Chad, coming through the gate. And you're just like, that feeling that you get and everybody in the in the audience watching the movie is, like, blown away and just, like, hyped up. And you can just hear them go, ah! And you're not, you're going to lose that whole feeling that you get, like, if you were in a movie theater. But that's just me. You know, like, a lot of young people probably like to stream things better. You know, but for me, it's like, I kinda like that, and I think even if you can still stream it, and even if they're gonna come out with a vaccine anytime soon, I think I'd still watch them at the movie theaters, but ones that I, I'm like, I don't know about that, like, maybe I might stream it, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Interesting uh, perspective that you give us, because I'm with you 100%. This is a temporary measure. Because Warner Brothers stepped back and they said, look, we're not making any money. And this is a way for us to get in front of people. Either we already have these movies in the can ready to push out to people. And, um, you know, we can't get them out in the movie theaters. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most of the movie theaters in California are shut down. Uh, I was talking to my sister who lives out in Atlanta. She said that movie theaters out there are open with very limited seating. So it's very sporadic Mm -hmm. throughout the entire U S and they're not bringing in the money the way that they used to.
1: Yeah. Uh, So this
0: is actually a really intelligent marketing ploy because to your point, and I agree a hundred percent is someone going to really enjoy a movie as much if they watch it at home? No, it's not the same feel. You don't get that same excitement. You don't have people sitting around you. You don't have those, those, uh, HD visuals. You don't have the auditory experience of the explosions. Now I'm going to use tenant, which was a Warner brothers movie as an example of what happened to me. I streamed tenant at home and after watching it at home, I said to myself, it was good, but I feel like I didn't get the full effect because visually tenant had a lot of things going on. So I then, traveled many miles to a county within California that had movie theaters open and I watched it there, masked up, making sure I social distance, etc. and etc. But I really enjoyed it a lot more in the movie theaters. So here's what I think might happen. People are gonna watch Wonder Woman in the movie theaters. But then they're gonna say, that was pretty cool. But it's like if you normally have your favorite food but there's one topping that's missing. You're like, that was good, but there was something missing. So a week later, you go back and you have that same food with the topping that was missing. I see because these releases are only going to be on HBO Max for 30 days. And then after 30 days, boom, they go away. You can never watch them again. I feel what's going to happen is people are going to watch, well, not Mortal Kombat, because we all know it's Mortal Kombat. Uh, but like, let's say people watch Godzilla versus Kong. That is going to be some visual magnificence Mm. with Godzilla and his atomic breath. And he's going to be smacking around King Kong because we know King Kong is not going to be a match for Godzilla unless he develops some new superpower like Super Saiyan Godzilla. He's not going to be able to bring anything. But you're going to watch that at home on your 70 inch tv and you're going to be like oh damn i got a 70 inch tv that's cool right but then you're going to be like but it's not the same even if you have surround sound it's not going to be the same so you're going to venture out you're going to risk covid which is you know if you want to do that that's fine by then you might have the vaccine in your system coursing through your veins you're going to go out and you're going to watch it on the big screen because you saw it and you enjoyed it and you want to get the full experience so i think it's a good idea um yeah absolutely and, and by the way you're right i do have that movie pass and i'm bitter because yeah. i haven't been able to use it yeah. so yeah i i am excited about this bro because i feel like i'm gonna be able to watch it at home get excited about it and then go see it on the big screen and just be like right. wow it's a whole different experience yeah because
1: dude it's the matrix in the theater because you can watch matrix now and it, you, it's not the same. I mean, it still holds up, but it's not the same as watching it in the movie theaters, man. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: And DC, <laughs> it's not a real bro. So, I mean, is it going to be any difference between the, the watching it at home and in the movie theaters? And I'm not bashing DC. Hey, dude, everybody knows I love DC, but their, their content sometimes are like, come on, man, come on, man. <laughs> But, it, you know, is it going to be any difference, dude? It really isn't. So for me, I'm like, I'm going to watch it at home.
0: Yeah. Now that you mention it, I would say very few of these movies, you know, like The Matrix. Yeah, you have to watch that on the big screen. Dune, I don't care anything about. But, you know, that you probably have to see on the big screen because it's one of those epic movies. But Mortal Kombat, no. King Kong versus Godzilla, yes. Conjuring, clearly not horror movies Mm -hmm. you can watch at home. In fact, people probably prefer to watch it at home because it's all scurried up in their house. Suicide Mm -hmm. squad could go either way. If -hmm. it was like the last suicide squad, you know, plus James Gunn, he normally brings it. So I would say that's probably one you're going to, yeah, you're going to want to watch that in the movie theater, but that's like 50, 50, you know? So I'll go, but once I get the vaccine, I'll check them out. I'll be first. By the way, if you're listening, uh, attorney general of whatever, I'm willing to take that vaccine first because my family be traveling too much. So <laughs> I'm willing to be first in line. I'll, I'll take that chance. Plus, I want mutant powers. I'll get some superpowers yeah. along with that vaccine.
1: You, you got to think about that, bro. Like, everybody's rushing to get the new PS5 and the Xbox, you know, series. But you got to think about this, man. There's always glitch glitches when it first comes out bro like so i'm gonna sit back and watch and see if there's any glitches before i hop on that little vaccine train just in case look bro when you're like
0: how Dukes get superpowers i'll be like vaccine son
1: bro i don't know man <laughs> there, one of my drivers got bit by a black widow bro and that thing took him out he almost died bro yeah and he still and on the back of his neck he still has a freaking band-aid dude because he got bit just below his left uh chest the nipple and somehow on the back of his neck affected it later on and i'm like bro you didn't get no spider-man powers he almost died he didn't get powers he almost died bro
0: well i'm willing to take that chance i got too much traveling to do next year i got too many places to go i got too many movies to see uh, so sign me up to be first on the list. I'll take that chance. And when I got superpowers, y'all know where they came from. <laughs> well, so shoot, real quick, if
1: you get superpowers, I'm going to go wherever you got your vaccine cuz you know.
0: <laughs> so, so real quick, bro, let's let's talk about streaming services because you know, one of the things that you mentioned was about HBO Max and you know how you know they're they're kind of putting their services out there, but it's pretty interesting because I did a little research about streaming services because people are making a big deal about it. But streaming services actually aren't the big deal that people are um, are making it out to be. What's interesting is everybody makes a big deal out of Netflix, but if you think about it, like what Netflix shows have the hype around them like the mandalorian has had
1: none i can't, right? I can't think of anything i can dude, almost, I'll be looking at netflix and i'll be like this you know like when we wrote like what am i gonna watch you know it's, you have so many different shows at your disposal and you're like i'm not gonna watch that so like when they say more is better not all the time
0: it really isn't bro so let me put yeah. this in perspective for you um netflix has 183 million subscribers right now next closest is amazon prime with 150 million but consider this bro amazon prime is free when you get amazon delivery services right so Mm -hmm. do they really have that many subscribers and bro just name me one show that you watch or even one movie that you watch on amazon prime
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Rom-coms That's the only thing I watch on Amazon Prime Bro, to be honest, dude Like, I try to watch The Boys And I've watched the second season Maybe I've got three more episodes I think, three or four more episodes I think there's like eight, I can't remember Or ten, maybe But I was like, I watched it, I'm like "Eh, eh, eh, eh." I'll finish it later Bro, it's been two weeks
0: Exactly, Amazon Prime is As much as people talk about Streaming services and they're the future Etc, etc, you're not really Getting that that much content I too watch The Boys But other than that, I have Amazon Prime I have the streaming service Not really watching it that much Next up you have Disney Plus With 50 million viewers But who's getting all the hype And that's even Mm -hmm. without releasing All the Marvel shows that are coming soon When WandaVision and Falcon mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier drop, boom, mm-hmm. it's over. Yeah. yeah. You know, because that is going to be the rebuilding of the MCU. Because mm-hmm. the MCU is completely messed up right now because they follow chronological, you know, chronological stuff. And right now they can't do that because, right. you know, they, they can't release stuff in the theater. So, you know, once again, it's like Disney Plus, even though they only have 50 million viewers. They're mm-hmm. about to come up They are what everyone wants to watch mm. Even though they have less subscribers
1: Right
0: And then up next you have um, Apple Plus, bro Name a single show on Apple Plus My bro, because I know you're an Apple lover I can't, <laughs> right? I,
1: can't. I can't
0: Is that free? Because uh, you know I'm never going to have Apple Is that free Not, when you have a phone uh, or something, bro? Uh,
1: I know because I don't
0: have it free. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What thirty three million people are watching absolutely nothing on Apple Plus? Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't even know. Right, and yet it's supposed to be like the stream. Like, oh, streaming is going to take over everything. Um, and then finally, down the list, you have Hulu, which is owned by Disney, with only thirty million subscribers. Now, I remember you used to subscribe to DC streaming service.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I see Hulu going the same way as DC streaming service and just being swallowed up by um, by HBO Max because you know Hulu's been around for a long time and they only have thirty million subscribers. That's really nothing, right?
1: Yeah, but you know, like if you have Sprint, you get Hulu for free. If you have what Sprint, this is true.
0: This is true. I I'm uh, so probably going to be the,
1: so that's by the my 30 subscribers right there, <laughs> dude. That's and funny. You know, if you, oh yeah. No,
0: you're right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, and then like to, if you look, a lot the of the
1: old, a lot of the old, Marvel um, uh, stuff is, is they're getting kicked to Hulu. Yeah,
0: makes sense because. So,
1: they, that's yeah. like, I guess if you look at it, like your main Disney's up here and then the ones you want to experiment with, you don't want Hulu.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, bro. So it's kind of like the B-League of uh, uh, the streaming services. It's like if you have Melissa McCarthy and then you have Rebel <laughs> Wilson. If you can't get Melissa McCarthy, you put yeah. Rebel Wilson in stuff. So Hulu is the Rebel Wilson of streaming services. That makes sense. I'm glad you came up with that analogy. Um, And then um, let's see here. Yeah. So, and then it's like, so when you think about it, everyone is hyping up all these streaming services. Oh, cable's going to go away. People aren't going to need, you know, this anymore. People aren't going to go to movies. No, it's not really as big of a deal as people are saying. I was, doing some research on Amazon, it took Amazon like 10, maybe 15 years to become profitable. Mm-hmm. You know, So it, it's not like people, and I understand that's the entire organization as a whole, not just the video content side of things. But I think there's this perception that everyone's just running over to all these video providers and they're really not, you know? So I think that's interesting. Um, and here's my final thought on HBO Max and you can kind of tell me what you think. Right now, HBO Max has 8 million subscribers. Um, In comparison, um, Netflix has 183 million, and Disney Plus has 50 million. Do you think when the Snyder Cut drops, that's going to dramatically affect the number of people that are jumping on board for HBO Max?
1: I think that'll be a good portion of it. There's a, I mean, there's a reason why there's the Snyder Cut because of that petition. So there's a lot of people that want to see that, right? And there's a lot of people that can't stand DC that want to see it just so they can talk smack about it, right? And as well as people that do want to see it. But I think, I think when that comes out, it's gonna. Well, you might get a few more when Wonder Woman comes out too. You know what I mean? Agreed. So when that, and then when you get that, someone might think like, you know, Wonder Woman's coming out. I'll get that because the snatter Cut's going to come out. And they're doing it really smart. Like, what is that? Is it seven episodes or maybe ten episodes yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Uh, so they're doing it really smart. So you have to like, you can't just say I'm going to subscribe and then leave. You know what I mean? And if they're strategically doing it the right way, like, that's you, you might get a month for free if they have any deals. And then if they come out with like ten episodes, that's like two and a half months or something like that. If you think about yeah. it, if they come out yeah. every Friday. You know, so, I mean, I'm sure there's a marketing scheme behind the whole thing. I think when that does come out, it will increase it because people are going to want to see the difference between his cut and Josh Wooden, right? Because there they, are going to be people that think it's going to be the same There can be no different. And there's going to be other people that are like, this is the one we want. And DC fans want to be, see, this is what we wanted. We didn't want that guy. It bombed because of that guy. If we had that guy and I'm like, Well, Batman versus Superman. You know what I mean? Right. So you can can look at, like, I mean, Superman, you know. So you can look at his versions and is there really going to be any different or they're just giving him more money to make the special effects better? Because the special effects, bro, suck so bad that they could make my beard look like Chance. Oh, wait, no, they can't because they're bad. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) They can't do it because they're bad. That He's going to do the special effects so good. Is it is, is it not gonna? Is it how much more of the story is it gonna change? One, two, the special effects are gonna be better because they suck so bad that people might look at that and be like, oh, just off the bat, the special effects and and it dilutes what they actually think about the movie. So I'm like, what other changes are gonna make the movie other than getting blindsided by the special effects and be like, it's better because of the special effects, right? Because you could have good special effects and the movie still sucks. Well. We started our conversation
0: talking about Mandalorian, and I think one of the things that I realized at the end of you giving me a better understanding of everything that happened before The Mandalorian is you're enjoying the series a lot more than I am because you get all the nuances. You understand that this character has this background, and this happened here, and this happened four episodes ago in clone wars. And this happened three episodes ago or three seasons ago in rebels. And I feel like what the Snyder cut is probably going to do is give us a very similar effect, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're going from like a two hour movie to like, let's say eight to 10 hours of content. They're going to be able to go much deeper into each character, each right. storyline and slow it down and have it make a lot more sense and bring in additional characters. Even if they're only cameos, To make you understand everything a lot better. So I feel like it's really going to change the entire idea of what that movie meant. Mm -hmm. And I think after people watch that first episode, it's going to get good word of mouth. And people that aren't even listening or excuse me, aren't even watching or subscribing to hbo max and who aren't even watching that first episode of the snyder cut everybody's going to jump on board because it's going to open up so many eyes as to what that movie could have been
1: right but is he smart to do that is he not going to waste his whole load of that money that he got from warner brothers to just put everything in a special effects right and that's what you have to think about too is like is he going to yeah, they said he rewrote some scenes, but is he going to do it the right way? Because here's the thing. If he does it right and and does exactly what you say, each episode you get to know more about Cyborg, more about Flash, because you really don't know. Any, you do a, They do a quick summary, right? But is he going to focus a good portion of that hour time slot to let you know more about them and get more of a feel for those characters? And that's why Marvel is so successful, because they do that. That you get to learn from the character. And just like you had mentioned about the Star Wars, you get the puns. That's how the Star Wars movies are. You get to grow with each character. Now, is he going to do that? That's the question. Or is he still going to do the same story he was going to do before he left the unfinished project? That's another question, right? And if he does it the same way, it's not going to be any different than Batman versus Superman, to be honest. It's going to be dark. It's going to be gritty. But do we want that? It hasn't worked. Even though you sign a petition to get them to redo the Snyder Cut, it's not going to work because you still get the hate from his type of direction, right? Which I'm looking forward to. Don't get me wrong. I know I sound like a hater. I'm actually looking forward to it. But you I have my like own. But I, but I have my own, like, what's he going to do different? Is he going to keep it the same? Because I didn't. that didn't do it for me because you can't compete with Marvel if you do the same. You have to change your style. You have to understand, like like those old classic kung fu movies, you know. You have that snake style that you're kicking everybody's butt with, right? And then you get to the villain that can beat the snakes. Now and they got to switch it to the mongoose style to have a different angle to get that hit, right? If he doesn't switch it up to change it up, it's going to be the same outcome. In just my opinion, it's just going to be better special effects.
0: You sound like someone who really wants DC to do well. And they've just disappointed you with everything except Aquaman.
1: Yeah. And people hated Aquaman, dude.
0: So I, I see your point, man. I totally see your point. Uh, that actually brings us to the end of this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Joe, what would you like to say to the nerds of the Nerd World Order
1: uh, before I let you go? I just want to say, if you're listening, thank you. If you contribute in our group, thank you. If you bought some of our T-shirts, thank you. Uh, Alan and myself would like to do more. Like if you notice, he posted our, on our on our group chat. What would you guys like us to discuss? And we are looking forward to it. We would love to discuss some of the topics that you guys want us to talk about. We, we volunteer your contributions to the group and whatever you want us to discuss. We, we're more than happy to talk about it. Do some shout outs, you know, for the people that contribute, just let you know, hey, we appreciate all the posts that you do, all the engagement you do, and we look forward to future discussion topics that, you know, like you guys want us to talk about. I got
0: to agree with Joe 100%. Uh, Thank you for everybody who contributes, everyone who likes, everyone who uh, posts uh, a meme. Uh, Thank you very much to the admins of the NWO. A lot of you don't realize that a lot of times before we produce these podcasts, we talk to all the admins. All the moderators—they throw ideas out there of what we should discuss. They're a huge part, not only of the community, uh, but of this podcast, of this broadcast. And the Nerd World Order, in a lot of ways, is one big family, and we appreciate every family member who contributes. Uh, so, until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am in WO.
1: We are in WO,
0: and let your nerd flag fly.
1: Booya!